Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast, your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode, the first episode, in fact, of 2018, Relationship Theory. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm your co-host, Tom Bilyeu, and I'm here with my unfortunately very sick wife, Elizabeth Bilyeu. What's what is up, up, people? But I still made it. You did. I you couldn't did. for the first of the year. It's like, man, you start. That's true. I respect you, that. The, means to go on. Is that the phrase? Nope. What's the phrase? Means to go on. You start as you mean to go on. Oh, maybe that is a phrase. You've never heard it? No. Guys at home, have you guys heard that phrase? Yeah. I dig it. I get it. Like, I understand all the words and they make (laughs) sense. I'm down for them. I am down for that. Yeah, I was like, first of the year, can't can't let people down. I like that. So I wore my pink to give some brightness to the dullness there of my it is. Eyes. well the funny thing is you're so tan because you like it has been crazy oh my God, hot it really here has. in socal absolute bananas we had the family in town and everybody got to get their tan on it was insanity yeah like in the 80s insanity it's crazy town. Yeah. so All happy right. new year happy new year everybody we are very excited around here we had an amazing holiday break i will speak for myself i had an amazing holiday break I other than too. the eventual illness I think you had the an good news time. is that only just came yesterday, so yeah, we're all good. Very fortunate. All right, so without further ado, let's dive in. Yeah, first of all, I want to say thank you to everybody. Last week we had our our record breaking episode. That's right. Yeah, so I'm not that sure if it's people right. were off work, so you guys were watching more, or the one thing actually I really do want to ask people at home is, um, is it the iPhone? Like, does there, is there something <laughs> to the fact that right here we've got like multi cameras and we're a little yeah, distant, I don't but know. you guys it's... prefer the iPhone? Like, I'd love to hear from everybody to really know yeah drop it in so Let us know. yeah multi-cam iPhone? or iphone Multicam? let's vote <laughs> um but yes thank you and um all right so last week we've got the results to our would, would you, you rather? rather yeah so last week i asked would you rather take no time for self-care and your relationship suffers or take no time for self-care and your business suffers um and the results were in three people said business suffer two people People said relationships suffer, and all female were. It was all females that responded. Wow, and very few in like raw numbers, mm. which I'm horrified by. For the people playing at home, yes, want to get some more answers. All right, that. so we want to get some more answers for this week's Would You Rather. Yes, let's kick it off. Let's Would do You it. Rather Resolution Edition. Ooh, and that's like- right. This is a series. We're going to be doing a series. So today is part one. This is a multi-part series. Make sure you come back every Wednesday live, 10 a.m. Pacific time, and we're going to be doing how to level up your relationship in 2018. So join us for that. Very excited. Yeah. All right. So would you rather, and want you guys to answer at home, would you rather your partner, sorry, my eyes were a little blurry from the sickness. (laughs) Would you rather support your partner's New Year's resolutions while yours digress or you both stagnate in 2018? 
Ooh. Well, so that one's one of your easier ones there, shady old lady. Uh, wow. Better that one person move forward than you both Even stagnate. Even if you I mean, that, that's the question, right? Would you rather yeah. help the other person knowing that that means that yours are going to uh, stagnate or you're both going to stagnate? So I think one gets worse versus stagnate. Okay. All right. So mine is, yeah, for sure, both. Sorry, for sure. <laughs> this is easy, for sure. But no, it's not at all what I meant. I'm sorry. I actually meant for sure, like one digress. And, and yeah. to be honest. Like being it, supportive of the other person, I think, is, is really, really important. And now I want to take it even a step further. Yep. I would choose to digress myself and you progress. That's if interesting. If I had to choose. So in fact, if you had to choose at home. That's really interesting. And I, oh, there's, there's a lot of depth to your answer, but let's leave these fast. Um, I would say, yeah, I, in the manufactured world of the question, I think it, in this case, I would support you, even if that meant that I was going to slide back. I think it is super important to support the other person. Yeah. Yes. I know why you're hesitant. Because our goals are the company and we're in that, those goals together. Yes. So we both know that if one had to progress and, and the other if one those digress, were my options right, who would if move it the was company forward, me progress or you progress then i think everybody should be selfish in that endeavor but this one was there's a win there's a potential win mm-hmm. and there's only neutral best case on the other side right. so just doing cost benefit analysis moving one person ahead so that the other person if the other person's only option is flatline i think you push which is interesting because that's my value system progress is what i but i think the ultimate goal of the company wouldn't be as successful if i was progressing versus you yeah but now you're removing it from the sort of hey fun like weird question which is worded in a very specific (laughs) way um versus like so and it to quickly go down that rabbit hole yes i think that it's good to identify like what's the lead domino so the reason that you would back my goal is it's the lead domino so um because in our relationship the dynamic is just to really rough it out vision execution yes it makes sense because the vision is the lead domino right um so and i, I always get think that. that everything we've decided in our lives we've decided together and so that's like whenever we come into conflict you know we get a lot of questions about like what do you do when this happens the ultimate thing is we've decided what our end goal is together and so everything dictates that um yeah so I think that if, if our eyes are on the prize and it's the goal that we're working towards, then I know that you would be able to bring us to our goal much sooner, I think, than I would and in a much grander way. And that doesn't, um, I'm not putting myself down. Like, I don't feel badly about saying that. It's just, I think that highly of you and I think that that's where you can lead us. And that's where our discussions of who leads and who follows is the way it is, right? Because you are the visionary. And I feel good about that. And so if I, all of a sudden we switched places, like that dynamic wouldn't work. I hear that. All right. So let's get to the first question. All right. So the kickoff question is from Diane Marie Agunlade. How do we improve communication? Are men naturally more emotionally closed? Wow. Talk about a landmine. Uh, Are they naturally more closed? What's my honest answer? I don't know that they're naturally more closed. I think they... God, I'm trying to like pull some brain science here so that it's not just like my gut instinct. I'm I'm coming up empty. So my gut instinct is it's not that men are necessarily more closed. 
unless you take clothes to mean a desire to externalize their internal feelings. Mm. So I clearly do not get the same um, emotional response from externalizing what I'm feeling that you do. So they're like, that isn't a big payoff for me. Now, sometimes like something will really be under my skin and there is a need to vocalize to really process it out loud. And so there are times where that ends up being the right answer. But there are times where like, I feel at my best just having that time to really go inside my own head and process it. So Mm -hmm. like this morning, thinking about like where we're taking the company in 2018, really doing the head down deep work of all that, even though I was completely alone this morning and there was no sound, I put on the headphones and I played the sounds of, it depends on what's going on outside. Today it was a uh, meadow. Um, and that allows me to really sink inside of myself, mm-hmm. which is really, really useful and just go down the sort of never ending rabbit holes. And that is a very emotionally rewarding. And I looked forward to that because we had so much family here. I had virtually no alone time. And so I was really eager to get that alone time, to not have to talk, to just do that work. So I think that that, whereas I think for you, it, the, the more time you were spending with you, and actually this will be interesting, seeing you with your family from the outside, it seems like you were getting a lot of energy from that and loving it and not necessarily like I was, I had an amazing time. It was so great to have them here. But I was also looking forward to then having my alone time again where I could really do that deep thinking and nobody was talking to me or asking me questions. Um, and, and that didn't seem true for you. Yeah, I mean, I think, God, whether it's men or women, I think everyone has an individual way of communicating, right? So it's like you take me with another 10 different women and we're all going to communicate in different ways. So there might be similarities like, okay, well, they all like to talk, but... I like to talk when my emotions aren't raised. I like to talk when I've established um, what I'm thinking to really kind of like get my thoughts in in order before I talk. So I think ultimately with communication is you need to figure out what that person, the other person's communication is like what, how do they like to communicate? How do you like to communicate? And then how do you guys get together and really start to understand each other? Because you know, even with me and you, it's like you like to talk about things like if we're having an issue, you like to talk about things in that very moment. And I don't. And I've tried it and it doesn't work. Like, I feel like I just need to step away, get my emotions um, down and then come back with a clear mind. Um, so you were really onto something at the beginning, though. I want you to keep going with that. So the captivate notion, because her question is. Is she resigned to the fact that he just isn't going to want to talk about things and he's emotionally closed off? You were headed down an amazing path with Captivate, where you were going, learning people's language. Yeah, I mean, it's Learning how they like to externalize. Right. I mean, that was... Yeah, so I, I just think ultimately it's like you have to figure out how that person actually externalizes their thoughts because for me and you especially when we're awareness technologies you were very closed off and you would come home and not want to talk about it at all and so if you were in a bad mood I just didn't know why right you'd come home and I couldn't if I would ask you questions you didn't want to talk about it and so I would keep asking you 
And our communication, our understanding of like where you were coming from, like I just didn't understand it because you would never talk about it. So I had to really, um, we had to work together to say, okay, when's the right time? Like I need to feel like I'm a part of this relationship. I need to feel like we're a partnership. But you come home, you don't want to talk about things. So now I don't know what's going on in your life. So what's the best way to do that, right? Like my instinct is to grab you, sit down and talk about it. But what are you laughing at? Sorry, it's hard for me to concentrate because it keeps laughing. Bonza is desperately trying to like jailbreak to get in here. He is. I can see him like trying to work it out. Do you mind letting him in? Um, he can make eye contact with me, so he is like furiously double pawing me. Sorry. I totally lost my train of thought now. Yeah. So um, I, I think that you're right on the money with that. So you were talking about. What is that way of communicating for each person, understanding what that is, knowing how to leverage that in order to have the conversations that you need to have in order to understand where people are coming from? And I think that that is exactly right. And it's interesting as I'm thinking back through like coming to an understanding of the languages each person use, the process that they go through, knowing what that is, helping them through that. Um, and, and understanding each side of the coin. So you were talking about me at awareness technologies <coughs> and I wasn't necessarily leveraging a strategy that was super effective. And so you under meaning the, like, I never wanted to talk about it. And so there definitely were times where it would have been beneficial for me to vocalize and to work through that. But what's interesting into her, to the question that wasn't my instinct, nor was it my desire. I didn't actually want to do that. So even though it was something that ultimately at times was better for me, I didn't want to do that. And so getting to understand the other person's instincts sort of naturally where they're coming at something and then just working through what's actually been effective in this. And I remember one time you saying to me, like, you know, once you talk about it, you're going to feel better. And so even though you don't want to, even though that's not your instinct, you need to begin to recognize when those times are that really benefit from this. So that I think, you know, coming back to today's theme of communication, it, it isn't just understanding what your natural communication style is. It really comes down to what's effective and looking at everything from that perspective of what actually gets the result that we want to have and being driven by results, even in a relationship, I think it's really, really important. And this is interesting because it gets to communication style, um, again, to her, her question. So I'm very much driven by the result. What are we going to get out of this? Whereas I think you're more driven by how is this going to make me feel in the moment mm -hmm. and understanding that about each other, I think is really important. And, and is that always blanket true of men and women? No, but I think that there are some pretty interesting macro level things that do end up holding true. I think, um, women have, now I really will give you brain science. So the part of the brain that's responsible for coloring experience with emotion, right? So the um, Shakespearean quote, there is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. So nothing is objectively good or bad, but the way that you think about it will color it with emotion. There's a part of the brain called the deep limbic system and its job is to paint things with emotion. Now, the deep limbic system happens to respond most profoundly to estrogen. So, and that's why women's moods and emotions seem so tied to their menstrual cycle because the deep limbic system 
which its job is to paint something with emotion, becomes inflamed as estrogen increases, which increases during the cycle, during the PMS period specifically, and that causes things to be painted with more negative emotions. So certainly because um, men's testosterone levels don't cycle like women's estrogen levels, they do go up and down certainly, uh, depending on what's going on, can even be influenced by your posture of all things, um, and, and just many, many, many other things, including is your sports team winning or losing? Um, so it, it does fluctuate, but not as predictably or as grandly as a woman's estrogen levels. And you get that limbic, deep limbic system, which is wildly influenced by the presence of estrogen. So like understanding things like that, which then are going to influence, especially when you have, um, at a macro level, a sex that is more interested in, in like expressing the current emotional state, if you will. And then that emotional state is riding this cyclical wave. So I think understanding that kind of thing is important. Understanding your natural inclinations is important. Communicating all of that is important. That's why reading The Female Brain was such a life change for me. Because it's like, I actually did used to judge you. Like, I can't believe he doesn't want to talk about it. Like, it's not, like, why he doesn't want to feel like a partnership. Like, I just felt like you were being resistant. And then I read the book, The Female Brain. And I was like, everything just fit into place. It's like, wow, you just built like that. Okay, so if you're built like that, how do we, doesn't mean that I just have to accept it and say oh he just wants to go off and not talk about things and deal with his, things his own way like I didn't just accept it but at least understanding how the foundation of your brain is wired and then working I guess around it and just being honest like look I, I get that you don't want to talk as much as I do when I have a problem um, but I want to feel connected to you I want to feel like a, I can help you and even if you don't feel like you need help just having that bond and understanding where you're coming from allows me to then go okay he just needs space and then giving you space makes me feel good about helping you if that makes sense yeah but I just need to know that and so that's where the communication really needs to come in where you're like I just don't want to talk about it but this is what I need from you I just need you to give me cuddles or I just need you to um, give me space and then once you've given me space and you know I will then come and talk to you like things like that where you just lay everything out on the on the table and say like how do we work through this yeah. Do, so look up the next question and go ahead and interrupt me. But one thing that I think is really important with communication is that um, people go beyond what they want, what their sort of um, just instinct is and getting to the like, we're going to have ground rules, we're going to have rules of engagement, mm -hmm. we're going to deal with our emotions in this way. And that that part of what makes communication work is a willingness to talk even when you don't want to. So, and, and I don't mean like acutely, right? So there are times where you really need to take an hour, you know, a few hours, whatever, to get into a different emotional state. But ultimately we know that we're gonna talk about it and we're gonna talk about it in a very finite period of time. Mm. And I think that guys, whether, cause like thinking about the female brain and she talks about how just statistically women have something like three times more word usage during a day than a guy. And so what ends up happening a lot of times for a guy is they'll use up those words at work and when they come home, they want to be silent and it just doesn't work. Yeah. So it's not an effective strategy. Yeah. And so coming back to, um, you know, guys who are traditionally, and I actually don't find that I fall into this for the most part, are more analytic more systems oriented. Um, so they're probably more likely to think about what's, um, effective in a given scenario, but they also are prone to not speaking. And so you have to then go, okay, 
if I know that not speaking isn't effective, then we have to come up with these rules of engagement that are going to help. Because I think left to your sort of natural inclinations, you don't get to that 50-year marriage where your bag of wrinkles and you're being interviewed like when Harry met Sally and you're asked like mm. what's the secret and basically everybody says communication yeah. like that doesn't happen by accident so it's both sides really understanding and quite frankly making demands of the other person to come to agreement on how and in what way and in what time frame you're going to speak well going off that um I want to get to the next question which is from Aaron Shear Placencia Thank you guys for submitting your questions, by the way. Please put them in the comments below and we'll answer them. And please do share this video if it's bringing you value. Um, okay, so Aaron Shear Placencia. How do you handle agreeing to disagree, but one of you keeps at it like they just can't let go of something? Um, and in talking about longevity, right, and if you plan, because let's face it, like I plan to, and we even have this discussion, like who would we rather die first? Um, because... That's how we see our marriage, right? All the way to death, like nothing in between. And we make sure that we work on it every day to, for the longevity. But how do you communicate? Um, sorry, how do you handle agreeing to disagree? Especially if one person doesn't let it go, because let's face it, it just becomes another straw on your back that you're always going to hold on to. And it's going to eventually break your back. So what do you think about that? Yeah, th this is... Each on each side of that, there's a responsibility. So when you agree to disagree, which is a very adult thing to do, and it's not a collision of values. I literally was about to say right? that makes because a big difference. collision of values can get dangerous mm -hmm. if you're just trying to sweep it under the rug. So do you want to explain um, a little about what you? Yeah. Mean by so that? when you have a, a like a disagreement, it's like should we watch this movie or that movie? Right. That's a disagreement. In fact, I wanted to watch it yesterday, and you did not. So uh, <laughs> that like whatever. Right. So at the end of the day, there's no real big consequences to that. Now. A fundamental disagreement of values, a collision of values, would be like quality time spent together. So, well, what I is want a family? I don't. I want family. Yeah, I want like, like to, have to have kids. kids yeah. yeah, for mm. sure. So, actually, no. the The value, the collision of values, would be that you we're not a complete unit or something like that if we don't have kids, right? So disagreeing yes or no to have kids could be solved by getting to your core values. Like, what do you value, right? So um, at the beginning of our, in fact, I'm not not having kids as a collision of core values. I, I really want kids. And people have asked me, do I think that I will regret having kids? And the honest answer is I already regret not having kids. So it's just that I would regret having kids even more, given how much I love my lifestyle and um, how we've created something together that I just cherish beyond all imagining. And But at the same time, I get it. I understand. Like I could write poetry about what it would be like to have kids and how just magically it would change your life and how your priorities would change and it would be incredible. For people who don't know you, you're an amazing poet. Thank just you. Just had to throw wow. it out there. People Very don't know your poetry. kind, maybe overly kind. Um, so, but I, I, I want to bring this back to um, a collision of values. So you could disagree, have kids, not have kids in a way that isn't a collision of values. And then you could have that disagreement in a way that is a collision of values. Hmm. So collision of values would be something like, if, or a non-collision of values would be like, oh, I've always wanted kids. Like I just thought, I, you know, that sounds great. It would be a lot of fun. Oh, okay, cool. But that's true for me as well. I've always wanted kids also, um, but I just don't want kids more than I do. Now, where it gets to a value system perspective is what is important in life. So for instance, 
the, what is most important to me in life is the ability to close my eyes, imagine a world, open my eyes and make that world come true. That is my highest value. That's why I've said the one thing you can never ask me to give up is my ambition. So ambition is the thing that drives me. My definition of what is the meaning of life is I truly believe humans are designed from the ground up to develop their skill set. Like what we are designed to do is get better at things in a given direction that have utility. And then you put that utility um, to use in service of other people. That, that is my value system. So the very reason I don't want to have kids is because it would stop me or at least slow me down from doing that. I, I don't believe myself. Everybody gets to make this decision for themselves. But I don't believe for myself that I can do two, those two things equally well. I don't think I could be the father I want to be and build the things that I want to build. That's just me. Like, I get it. Everybody is, is going to see this very differently. But that is my value system. So if your value system were family is the most important thing and having progeny and having something that carries on and legacy is what matters about a human. And the only thing that matters is how are you remembered? Who carries you on? How, you know, for how long after you die is your name spoken, right? If that were your value system mm -hmm. and that is what life is about to you, then it's like, okay, well, now we have a collision of values. And one of us would have to change their very belief of what life is about in order to come to an agreement on this. Collisions of values over very serious things, that's why people tell you that um, you know, your background matters and when you're marrying somebody of a very dissimilar background, like, oh, the chances of it working out are so low because there's probably somewhere deep in your operating system a collision of values. Doesn't mean that they can't be changed, but that's also why sort of surface level opposites can attract. You and I are very different. I'm a big picture guy. I hate details, all of that. You're amazing at executing. And like when I look at how you like do your morning routine, it makes me like it, the thought of doing what you do in the mornings makes me want to jump out of my own skin. Like yeah. you'll tidy for 30 or 45 minutes before going to the gym. I, I can't even imagine. That is a world so foreign to me, I cannot bear the thought of doing that. So that's the difference between surface level and value collision. All right, so if it's surface level and you agree and disagree, how do you handle it? So to... If someone doesn't let go of it, like do you figure out, okay, this is surface level or this is um, foundation level? Like do you... Yes. So okay. that, that is like number one. You have to figure out is this so, a collision at the surface level? So let's say, for instance, I'm annoyed with you. So you like, hey, let's just agree to disagree. And I can't let go of it. Yeah. So that if once you get to the point where the person isn't letting go, and this is where I started, is if there's a responsibility on both sides. So if you've agreed to disagree, then you really have to agree to disagree, which means you're not going to keep bringing it up. You're not going to beat it to death. You're essentially agreeing to let it go. Like, I'm not going to beat you up over this. I'm not going to keep bringing it up. And if you do, regardless of the fact that you guys disagree, you're not holding to what you said, which is that you agree to disagree on it, that you're going to, that you're saying this isn't an important thing that has to be addressed. And mm -hmm. that's a very long-winded diatribe on the difference between surface level and value system disagreement. But if you don't know the difference, you're in real trouble. And if you let value system disagreements that are like fundamental to who you are as a person go unaddressed, you're going to have a problem. Right. All right. Next question. This is from Abraham Cuerto. 
Wow. When do you know? <laughs> when do you know is the right? Sorry. When do you know when is the right time to help your partner, and when is the best time to let him or her be alone? No one is better suited to answer that question than you. When it comes to platforms that will help you run a business, there is no shortage of options on the market. But if you want to use the best, most advanced, and most efficient platform out there, you need to be using Shopify. For whatever and wherever you want to sell, from launching to going international, Shopify is the global commerce platform that will help you grow at every stage of your business. With award-winning customer service, the internet's highest converting checkout page, and a suite of integrated AI tools, Tools, Shopify is your all-in-one platform to quickly and efficiently take your business to the next level. I love everything about Shopify because it makes it so easy to start, run, and grow a business. Shopify powers more than 10% of all U.S. e-commerce because businesses that want to grow quickly use Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash impact, all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash impact right now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash impact. In today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world, the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move. Because if you want to have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio, you have to make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get the information that I need. And Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com. If getting your hands dirty and taking good care of your car or cars is a passion of yours, then eBay Motors is here for the ride because I'm sure you remember when you first saw the potential in that beauty. And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with eBay Motors. Brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Um, well, I think 
obviously time, you get to know each other well enough, but I'm going to come back to communication, right? It's about saying, what do you need right now? Um, you know, if you're frustrated or there's something, there's a problem, I'll just ask you like, what do you need? And you'll be very honest. Like, I just need you to listen. And my instinct is always then to give back advice, right? But you'll say like, look, I just need to vent. I don't want you to really say anything. Like i in essence become, you know, just like a, I just absorb what you say and don't give back, but that's what you need. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think it's just being honest with each other about what you need in those moments. And for me, the other way around, um, I'll let you know, like, and I get that we've come to that point, but, um, yeah, I would just say like, look, I just need to be alone right now. And I think it's about, how did you do it with me though? Cause then even in the early days of our relationship, you were very good about that. About saying that I need to be left alone. About leaving me alone when I needed to be oh. left alone. Um, I think it. you start to kind of test, right? Like being in the room with you if you're frustrated or you've got a problem. Like, am I making it better or am I making it worse? Right, you can tell. Like if you start getting like almost agitated more, the more that I'm talking, the more that I'm trying to communicate with you. Like, hey, babe, what's wrong? What can I do? I think you just have to really like figure out or sense what is then coming off them. Because now if you're just getting more frustrated with me, more annoyed with me, more agitated, then I'm not bringing value to the situation. So then I would immediately just like, okay, he doesn't want me to be around him. I can't take it personally. It's whatever he's going through. Why but- can't you take it personally? Because I, I think that's one of the most, I, as you started answering, I thought the real secret power you have is that you're secure in yourself. And so me being silent doesn't trigger insecurity in you. Huh. Um, Wow, I've never really thought about it. Me coming home and being agitated, this back at awareness technologies, Mm. didn't trigger insecurity in you. No, it didn't. Um, And I I think that's where a lot of people have trouble. hmm. Their partner's behavior makes them insecure. It makes them feel left out. It makes them feel alienated. Um, I think... Part of it is we would definitely need to communicate after at some point, right? If it just went unaddressed, I think eventually I would start to feel the burn of like, we're not connected. Like, I don't understand what's going on in your head and I can't be a part of it. And for the record, you say things exactly like that. Like you would say, I'm not feeling connected anymore. Yeah. Here's what I need to feel connected. It may be as simple as I just need time with you. It may be that I'd really like to understand what's going on at work. Um, and we created a lot of rules of engagement around this. So yeah. it would be, you know, say once or twice a week that I would give you a download because I didn't want to come home and talk about it. And then on the weekends, I was like, I don't want to talk about it on the right. weekends. And so you're like, when does that leave? Yeah. And so being very clear about, okay, we have weekdays, we have weekend days. Which of those is better for you to talk about the things that stress you out? Because that was my thing, right? Mm-hmm. Recapitulating all of this, just gets me stressed again. So when would you prefer to do it? And so I didn't want to do it the moment I walked in the door, but sometimes like, hey, give me an hour to decompress. And then I will tell you what's going on, say once or twice, maybe three times a week, whatever. Um, And having like literal rules like that mapped out, talking about the difference between a weekday and a weekend, talking about how do I talk about things that are stressful without like really going into it, putting um, boundaries is, I guess, the, the right word, but not in a horrible way. But it's like, okay, I'll give you like the high level, but I'm not going to relive this in real time. Right. Mm. So, um, but making sure that you feel included. Yeah, that's true. Like really breaking it down like that. Um, also I just, something you said, I was watching, this is us, which by the way, I'm really obsessed with now. Um, 
started watching it first season and there's an episode where this one of the the main characters is very large and she comes home and she talks to her fiance and she's like oh my god like I just met your ex-wife like but she didn't know it was me and she goes into this whole story and she's like she made me feel so good and he's like hang on a minute my ex-wife, the stranger you just met, said a couple of things about you and now you're glowing and you're beaming. But I say lovely things about you all the time and you just have a go at me. Like, why does it make a difference when one's a stranger and one's someone that's close to you? And it just, when you said, like, why do I not take it personally? And I think it's because I get human nature. You're going to be more frustrated with me about the problems than you are, let's say, someone at work. Like, I don't take that personally because I think that that's a reality. You can't show a side to you. So let's say you're having the shittiest day at work. At work, you're not going to show it to them, right? Because you have to, you have to be professional and you have to show a side of you that you can handle the stress and you can handle the pressure. But the second you come home you know that I love you for you. So you're going to be annoyed, frustrated, maybe, you know, don't take it out on me, but you know, like that phrase, take it out. So when you would come home and I would say, hey, how was your day? And if you would bite at me or get frustrated, I think it's important to remind, for me at least, it was important to remind myself it's not about me and that you just feel safe and comfortable to be like that when you're around me because you need uh, it's like the what is it the release valve mm. right where it's like you've had all this pressure at work and then I come home and let's say I just ask you and if you snap at me I just get it's the release valve so I just thought to myself okay well don't be in in that situation let his release valve slowly like undo while I'm not around so when you come home give you the space for that and then I can come in and talk to you and you know um not feel like I'm just a you know God, I want to be a sounding board, but a good sounding board where you're actually getting, you're progressing versus you're just like frustrated. And so, yeah, I just don't take it personally because I recognize that being frustrated or annoyed with someone that's close to you is much more safe than it is with anyone else. So, mm. so yeah. All right. Next question. Oh, we got Would You Rather segment. All right. Um, guys, answer this as we answer. We haven't seen them before. We've got Shady Old Lady who has been uh, writing these and we love them. So, um, yeah, pop in the comments below as we answer them. All right. Would you rather purposefully, purposefully keep information from your partner to avoid hurting them or have no filter and offend them often? That is so easy for me. Have no filter and offend 100%. them often. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Any secret, like even the most remote secret, like, oh God, I fed the babies late an hour. Like, and I just felt guilty that I fed them. I would want to tell you because otherwise I'd feel like I'm holding something from you. Yum. It's literally, and it's that fine line for us where it's like, we just don't have secrets. And yeah. It has bitten me in the ass so many times to tell you the truth at all times. But in the long run, it is so much better. This is hashtag principles, Ray Dalio. Yeah. Um, read that book. The worst thing ever is to not know where you stand with somebody. Yeah. The worst thing. Like that's the thing that freaks people out when they find out something later after the fact and they feel like, I mean, it's cliche, but like my whole life is a lie, right? Like that's how it feels. So yeah, that's madness. And the one thing is that like, look, it stings, right? When you've been honest with me in the past, like it sucks and it stings. And the first thing I ask myself is, but would you rather he lied to you, right? Like those, those are the only choices, 100%. like tell him the truth or lie. So the second you tell me the truth and it stings and I'm just like, oh, I can't believe he said that. I'll like, hang on. 
would I rather him not say it and think it and not tell me? Yes. It's like, hell no. Like, I pride myself on our relationship being 100% um, honest and upfront and clear. And I don't. But let me tell you, mm. it's effective. Mm. And so I want to love my relationship. I want to enjoy the shit out of it. I want it to be the best thing in my life. Like, I don't understand. I fundamentally do not understand people who are in a relationship that they don't enjoy, that they're not getting a neurochemical rush of like happiness. What are you doing? Life is way too short. So the only reason that I'm brutally honest and the only reason that I want, and people are going to derail on the word brutal, you present it in the most like sincere and positive way humanly possible as long as it is deadly clear. And people oftentimes wrap that. I am the have been historically, I'm not guilty of this anymore, but historically I was guilty of wrapping it in so much nicety that the person didn't actually understand. So that's not what I'm saying. But you have to be really clear, but you're not trying to hurt them or anything, but so that they know where they stand, so that you can enjoy your relationship, so that you know you have the truth, because here's the reality, boys and girls, lean in on this one. They're thinking it whether they say it or not. So you're not changing anything in their mind, nothing. But once they get it out, A, you know where you stand for real, and B, you can do something to address it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's been our biggest thing. Like, yeah. 100%. Yeah. All right, next, would you rather? Would you rather have a mini mini arguments daily or a week-long blown out once a year? Ooh, I think a week-long blowout. God, mini arguments daily would just grind on me hashtag you're out of your mind and let me tell you why you're out of your mind because going back to your whole thing about release valves the little mini arguments hopefully are because you're addressing everything in real time real time real time you're just saying yeah yeah yeah. look daily forever stretch out forever i'm saying the peace is fake and the reason that you have this week-long blow is you finally can't fucking take it anymore and you go bananas on each other and you finally say all the hateful things that have been building up, building up, building up throughout the year. Whereas if you just address it in real time, so my obsession is the book principles. In fact, I was asked amongst family what was like my favorite thing of 2017. And I said, principles, the book, principles by Ray Dalio, has me, the implementation, the reality of what he's saying in the book has me so excited, more excited than virtually anything I can remember in like the last five years. I mean, just, and think of what has happened to us in the last five years. But like really knowing the truth of how you are, how you're perceived, what you're doing, the effects that it has on people so that you can change if you need to, to get the result that you actually want. Now, this is because I'm utterly obsessed with actually achieving my goals. Like actually for real, the things you say you're going to do, you actually do them. Now, I know that the thing that stands in my way is me and my inability to read, to understand, to whatever, how I'm coming across, how close I'm actually getting to my goal. Like that's the the death knell is people can't actually tell if they're making progress. So yes, I would rather have the daily things where you're like, nope, mm. nope to that, nope, nope, nope. Like that makes me feel this way, whatever. So that, ah, cool, like I can correct. I'm not taking those things personally. Yeah, I guess the reasoning behind it makes complete sense. I was just thinking of the act of like just always grinding on each other daily like that would i would that would really start Look, to and weigh on me Look, and we've both painted 
into the question. Like it's true. And it, it's very fascinating. And this is why we're gonna do this book of questions. It's very fascinating to see the assumptions that you make, right? Because you yeah. and I both made fundamentally different assumptions about the nature of those interactions. Because we don't argue, but we absolutely disagree. I mean, we do on camera as well, right? It's like we have um, different ideas, different thoughts. We have, you know, even within the company um, and we'll, we'll address those, but I don't think of those as arguments. Yeah, we won't derail on yeah, that, okay. but I yeah. totally hear you. Okay. Um, would you rather have good communication with your partner, but no intimacy or a good sex life with <laughs> good sex life with poor Back communication. Brutally difficult ones. Oh, no intimacy? No. Oh, man. She's making this wow. tough. You, a relationship can't survive no intimacy, but it can't survive bad communication either. So, this is, this is a value question. Good. Do you value communication or sex? And the honest answer for me is communication. Like, when those two collide, but to be which honest, they do we in this. Don't, yeah, but we don't. Like, no, no cheating, no getting out of this. But sex Binary. really does like make such a difference 100%. in our communication. But now imagine trying to build the business through sex alone. <laughs> that does not sound like an effective we'd strategy. A, we'd have a good day. We'd life, have zero employees. Yeah, that's true. So Yeah, I guess. But let me tell you, and I'm just gonna be honest with everybody out there. Like, if we are not intimate, like that grinds on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're roommates that, at that point. Yeah, and that makes such a difference on the way we communicate, I think, right? It's like it brings us together emotionally, or at least does me, I can only speak for myself. It brings me so it, close to you that it makes me want to open up in communication 100%. more. So oh, it's it is like, a hateful question. It's a hateful question. In the best Michelle. way possible. <laughs> but yeah. So but yeah, Biner, um, you haven't answered. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd rather communication to have Good communication. There it is. But can I cuddle you at least? Nope. Oh, man. That, that sounds like intimacy to me. <laughs> um, all right. So last, would you rather? Would you rather force a conversation in the moment that solves the problem but leaves your partner annoyed, which sometimes does happen between us? Or would you rather let it simmer until your partner is ready, even if it's a week later? Oh, that's easy for me. Let it simmer at least for a week. So if this is a, a would you rather. Yeah, would you rather force a communication in the moment that yeah. solves the problem? That, that is what I want to do, but I know it's not the right answer. Because I don't yeah. Res yeah, respond yeah. well but to I, that. But I love to deal with it right then and there. Yeah. And the, the weird thing to me is if, if you and I stop talking about something, the emotion for me fades unbelievably fast and I won't be able to recapture it. You'll stay mad. Yeah. Or upset or whatever, yeah. like the emotion is, yeah. which to me is is so bizarre. And but just experientially, like n no moral judgment, it's just bizarre to me because it is so outside of my experience. So like, mm -hmm. and this has caught me off guard a number of times. We'll get in an argument in the morning, and then we set it aside because you're not ready to talk about it. We do our day. I'm so caught up in the day, I forget that we've even had a disagreement, and then. <laughs> so I'll come at night and be like, baby, what's up? And you're still annoyed. I'm like, the hell, what is wrong? And you're like, what is wrong? Like, we had this big blow up this morning and like, are, you're not like still upset about it? And I'm like, wow, you I even forgot. forgot about it. I know you had, yeah. So that's why for me, it's like, uh, and sure, we can wait, but like, I don't understand. Because really, I need to, for me, because for you, you like, it's kind of like a business resolution, right? And I don't take that personally again. It's just like, okay, well, here's a problem. How do we solve it? Let's get to it. Let's move on. And that's just how you're wired, and I get it. No. 
No. That's how don't you All right, dare. that's how you've developed your skill yes, set. Yes, because I'm not wired like okay. that. Okay. But for me, I absolutely like I just need time. I need to process. And it's not that I'm just stay pissed the entire day and then blurt everything out that's in the what evening. Makes it even weirder. I, I spend the, the day going, okay, but why do I feel like this? What is it exactly that he said to me that makes me feel upset? And I just ask myself questions all day to figure out what is the true problem. Because in that moment, for me, at least this is how I am wired, I just, let's say we're having a disagreement or something, I'll just get defensive. And then once I'm away from you, I recognize I'm being defensive. And I recognize that, okay, well, if I'm being defensive, what am I being defensive against? What is it that I feel threatened by? What is it that he said that now it has a knock-on effect to my emotions? Okay, he said this, actually makes me feel like he doesn't value me as a partner. Okay, but that's ridiculous. Of course he values me as a partner. What did he say that makes you feel like that? What are you going through in other elements of your life? That's make, right? I, I literally just like keep asking my questions so that when we come back together I may still be emotional about it but I'll have clarity and that's why I just need the space and so I would rather hold on to it and not resolve it so that I can figure it out myself so that when we come back together I can articulate it to you so that I don't seem crazy to you because I recognize you don't function like that but at least if I can lay the truth out on the line and articulate to you what I'm going through then I think that we're able to you go oh okay well I didn't realize like even if it seems far-fetched to you at least now you understand where I'm coming from and then we can work together to resolve it whereas in that moment I just I, I don't have the clarity totally and that was a really long answer but um so yeah I'll done for it for a week all right, back to fan questions. This is from Christy Ratcliffe. What would your advice be for getting your partner to share their feelings? I sometimes sense frustration and sadness from my partner, but when I ask what is bothering him, he always says nothing. Is there a way to get him to open up about his feelings? Yes, you need to tell him why you want him to open up about his feelings. That was a, a big breakthrough. Like, if you're in any way, shape, or form doing it for me, my answer is don't. I don't want to process it that way. But once you told me that it made you feel isolated and alone, that not understanding me made it very hard to feel connected and a part of it. And it's like, we're in this relationship together. So your um, where you're at mentally and emotionally influences this relationship. And so not knowing what's going on is way worse than knowing what's going on and not being able to do anything about it. And I thought, okay, I respect that. Yeah. And the one thing that we always talk about is like, I know you so well that your micro expressions give things off to me that you may not even realize. Um, and so, yeah, I would, when I sense that like, oh, what is wrong? Like, I just know it now not to keep asking you. It's, this is how it makes me feel. Like, I'd love to be able to resolve this. It's a really good, good answer, babe. Word. Um, all right, next question. This is from Maxi Zelkman. How do you improve communication and achieve maximum achievement results in prepping for your relationship just before you are meant to leave for a foreseeable extended period of time with both being in two countries? I really want to level up the relationship financially and physically. How do you hold tight to each other's values but still show each other that we are maximizing our abilities to the greatest good of the relationship and that the right sacrifices are being made? 
Whoa. Read me the first part of that again, just the first part. How do you improve communication and achieve maximum achievement results? Okay, stop. Um, so I'll just say that rules of engagement, that, that is the answer to all of this question, which is a gigantic question that basically spans the universe of relationships. Um, but to get to isolate it down to the communication part, you guys have to decide for yourselves what the rules of engagement are. So how and when did we communicate? Do we, like you and I have agreed, we tell each other everything, even when it's something minor and stupid, like you're just gonna say it, even if it sucks and in the moment, like I'm not gonna be happy to hear it, but I would rather that, right? So in failing to do that, now you've got like the double confession. Now it's like, hey, um, I didn't like that top, whatever like that simple, silly little thing is. And by the way, I didn't have the courage to tell you that. And so I apologize on both counts. So, but that's, that would be the only way to handle it in our relationship because that's what we've agreed on. So that's the rule of engagement. Um, things like defining words are very important so that there is no miscommunication. So if you tell me something's important to you, I know, okay, I really need to do this thing, whatever that thing is, and not being abusive of that. But the the fact that important is defined is part of our rules of engagement. The fact that we say you can't ever be abusive, which comes down to quantity. So if, like I would say, and we're way, way, way less than this. But if somebody says once a week something was important to them, okay, like that's not crazy. Um, if you're doing once a month, I think that's pretty on point. So less than that, and you're probably just swallowing things that you shouldn't swallow more than that, and you're being abusive. So you things like that are going to make or break a relationship, in my opinion. And the one thing that I add, I'll add to that that I say a lot is I chose this life or we chose this life. Um, <clears throat> and just to give an example is over the Christmas holidays, we had the entire family, your family from Tacoma, my family from England, and we got a message saying, hey, someone wants to use your house for filming. It's, they're very famous. It's an opportunity, good opportunity for business to show what impact house is made of. And it's right in the middle of our vacation. And, you know, we work all the time so in my head it's like this is the 10 days that we, we've got off right and you just came to me and you said look babe here's an opportunity but I get that the family's in town and you were very sweet about um letting me I guess make that decision because you knew how important it was for the family to be here so I literally ran through my head like okay well my family's here it's 10 days out of the entire year that we ever do this but then I said to myself, but we chose this life. And what is that goal? The goal is to make Impact House the place that people come to. And here I am making a decision that doesn't move us towards the goals, our goals, it moves us away from our goals. So it went from being like, I can't believe my husband's asking this of me. Now I feel guilty if I say no to go and hang on a minute. We chose this life together. This isn't you on your own. This isn't your, um, your idea of what we're going to do in our life. And I'm just following. It's like, no, we sat down and said, this is our life. Um, and so that's when I turned around and said, okay, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that going back to this question is if you guys chose to put yourselves in this situation together, because this is what you guys chose as a partnership, when things get tough, you're going to need something to turn to. And that's my thing. It's like, but we chose this life. Why did we choose this life? What is our end goal? Okay. And then it allows you to, at least for me to relax my, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Lower your defenses, yeah. um, let yourself off the hook. 
Which isn't what you're saying, no. but is another... It allowed me to make a tough decision that I would have battled with. Hmm. But I actually allowed it to like super easy go, okay, well, this is what we had decided together. And that's a big thing. So again, I chose this life and it's only me to blame if I don't want this sort of thing to happen. So. Love that. All right. Next question. This is from KTTK. How do I get my boyfriend to speak my love language? In other terms, how do I get him to do the things that make me feel happy and loved? Like leaving little notes or randomly text me something sweet. I try talking to him about it, but he just always forgets. I want him to know how important it is to me and strengthen our relationship. Oh, I, can I answer yeah, this Yeah, please. Okay, so I love that you've already tried to communicate that with him. That's amazing. Like that's step one. He's not a mind reader. And that's the one thing we said is like, I'm not, you're not a mind reader. I need to tell you exactly what um, I'm looking for to feel loved. Now, the second thing is I recognize that you're forgetful and you've got so much on your mind, dealing with the business, dealing with this, dealing with that, that eventually I felt like you where I turned around and I was like, well, hang on, I've told him what I want and it's still not happening. And then I would take that personally. And then I would remind myself, hang on, that's just not how he's built. So it's not that he doesn't love me, because those are the questions I ask myself. Does he love you? Does he want great things for you? And the answer is yes. So I know that's not the reason. So then I go, well, what is the reason? The reason is he's too busy. He's got so much on his plate. So what I did is I took your phone and I literally set reminders in his phone to do things. So my birthday is the perfect example. On my birthday, you had said, hey, babe, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to go to this restaurant. But for whatever reason, it was meaningful to me for you to book it. Now, normally I book restaurants, you don't think about it. I put it in your calendar and it's just there. But because it was my birthday, I don't necessarily like look for like you to go out shopping and buy me gifts, but it was important you did something for me. So I had said to you, I want you to book dinner. Now, the, que the thing is, I knew you would forget. Like I knew you would because I recognize that's part of your personality. That's who you are. I don't take that personally. It's just how you're built. So now I go, okay, I've got two options. One, I can be disappointed because I pretty much guarantee you're going to forget, or I can take action and be a part of the resolution. Mm -hmm. And so the action was, I set a reminder in your phone that said, book restaurant for this time, this restaurant, like all the details. And now there's no, in essence, excuses, right? Where like, there's only so much I can do to help you. And I want to be part of that solution. But also I need you to then execute on that. And that would be a conversation to have. So if I set an alarm in your phone, babe, would this be enough for you to then book the restaurant? Um, because it's important to me. So using those words. Um, and so if it's a note, you know, put, a, put an alarm in his phone or whatever it is, because the way that we communicate is not the same. So if I left you a note, you'd be like, oh, that's sweet. It wouldn't affect you. But if you left me a note, it would be so meaningful to me. And I would want you to know that. Second point, I know I'm kind of right. I've got so much, much to say here. Second point is praise, right? Is that when you do something, like what is your language? So yours is words of affirmation. So and mine is acts of service. So when you put the kettle on for me, because this was a discussion we had, was that I really feel like I'm being thought of when you put the kettle on for me. For whatever reason, it's very meaningful to me. I wake up and it's nice and hot. And so for me, it was, okay, you put the kettle on for me, but I know your words of, uh, your love language is not then to do something for you. It's to thank you profusely. So I just know that's your language. So when you do something for me, I'm going to thank you. And I'm, every time I take a sip from that coffee, I'm going to thank you. And it's not because I'm trying to manipulate you. It's that I'm trying to encourage the behavior. Right. And I'm not shy about saying that. 
right? And you're not shy about saying, well, I like words of affirmation, so I'm going to do things for you so that you can give me words of affirmation. You know, it's um, understanding each other's language. So find out what his language is. If yours is notes, and what was the other thing? And just um, to belabor that point for a second, so... If you're rewarding him in a way that he really receives, yes. then chances are that he's going to keep doing it. He'll right. forget less and less. Right. Now, if you're not rewarding him in a way that he actually receives, then it's not going to be meaningful. So to give an example, you actually once chastised me for thanking you too much. And I thought, what? Like, that was so weird to me. Like, I couldn't, because that would be like you saying you do too many things for me. Right. Because that's my language of appreciation, by the way, not my love language, but my language of appreciation is words of affirmation. So um, the thought of somebody thanking you too profusely is so beyond foreign to me. Um, But that's when it really drove home that that's not your language of appreciation. Yeah. Exactly. So find out what his is and then set an alarm. So set him up for success, set alarms in his phone. And when he does it, know what his appreciation language is and, um, and then do it right. And oftentimes people don't know their own language of appreciation. So reading the book Captivate might be a great place to start. Yeah. And there's like a whole test in there, which you thought my language was different. Like we actually discovered Mm. so much about each other and that is, yeah, so, so important. Um, all right, that's a, that was the last question. Whoa. Yeah. All right. I know. Um, so, guys, just a reminder, we're now live on Facebook only, not YouTube, um, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. So switch on your notifications to catch us live. Um, and then I've got another reminder here. Um, okay. <laughs> so, uh, tune in next week for our part two, which is how to level up your relationship in 2018. Part oh, two. There it is. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys. Thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.